Hi, you are listening to the Salam Podcast, a podcast where we explore the personal development, healing, and the mystic. This is a podcast where I get to share my resources with you to assist you on your spiritual journey. I'm your host, Jade Terrio, and today I'm probably going to nerd out more than I ever have on an episode. I want to talk about something a lot of us think we know how to do, but actually probably don't. I usually start episodes with a meditation, but today I invite you to meditate using this technique after the episode. Do it in your own time, in your own space, when you're ready, willing, and when you have the energy for it. Today, we are going to talk about feelings and how to actually feel them. Then we're going to dive into how we can actually let them go, which is a ridiculously simple process that I think many of us don't actually use. Most of what I share today is based on the research of David R. Hawkins. He's well known for his work studying consciousness, advanced states of awareness, and enlightenment. If you know me, you know this is my jam. Like, this is the kind of topic, the kind of research, the study that really, really, really revs my engine. I am super excited to talk about this with you and to get nerdy. (laughs) The tools and topics that we're going to discuss today are from Dr. David Hawkins' book, Letting Go, which is a simple tool for actually identifying, surrendering, and releasing emotions. If you haven't read this book, order it from the link in the show notes. This is a crucial one for your healing journey. I say this is crucial because If you really take a step back and look big picture at how our emotions affect every other aspect of our well-being and our lives, emotions are the foundation. So mastering our emotions is the first step and the biggest step in mastering our thoughts and mastering our lives. Before diving in, I want to give you the technique at the very start of this episode because it is so simple. And the sooner you learn it, the sooner you can employ it, and the sooner you will be free. I also want to say sometimes we tend to overlook the simple. We chase the overcomplicated because we're hardwired to believe we're supposed to suffer. And that's just not true. I have tried so many different tactics and tools to release and process emotions, all of which were overly complicated and intricate. And none of them gave me the relief this technique has given me. In the most literal sense, all it takes to feel an emotion and let it go can be summed up in four steps. Number one, sit, become aware of the emotion, and identify it. Two, allow it to exist within your body. I say this and I, I ask you to, to notice where it lives because there's, a, there's a, a physical place in our bodies where emotions manifest and, and fester. Number three, 
stay with it. Imagine watching a bubble float within your body, kind of like watching a bubble float around in front of you. You don't want to touch it. You don't want to pop it. You just want to observe it. Imagine that same thing with this emotion inside of your body. We just want to observe. And number four, let it go. Literally just allow it to move through you. Watch it vanish because it will. And that's literally it. (laughs) Sometimes it really is as simple as just going inside of ourselves. The rest of this episode is packed with really incredible and useful information, and I do hope you stay for it. But if you came for the meat, that's it. In the remaining time, I discuss the map of consciousness, which is a scale for emotions to name and identify whether or not they are life-serving or destructive. I also discuss how most of us are trained to deal with emotions and how we, how we do in our day-to-day lives versus employing the simple act of surrender. And there are a couple of really yummy goodies kind of shoved in here too that I'm really excited for you to learn. I will be recording a follow-up to this this episode with additional information and where I can kind of where I can expand on the topics we're discussing here, but this is a baseline, the foundational, the intro episode to this really life-changing work by Dr. David Hawkins. Until then, enjoy this very practical and nerdy episode. Emotions can be so elusive. It's the kind of thing we all nod our head in understanding when discussed, but how many of us actually are allowing emotions to move through us? Truly. Before now, I could raise my hand and say, I am not one of those people. I have a tendency to intellectualize my feelings, which doesn't actually solve anything. Instead, I bypass the very natural process of feeling and I try to make sense of the sensations rushing through me. I thrive on information, which causes me to approach feelings with a need to research and to create stories and to intellectualize them. This book has been the foundation for a new process for me. Using Dr. Hawkins' method, I've felt a shift from being stuck in an emotion thought loop to instead feeling feeling freedom. It's ironic, but by surrendering to the feeling of emotions, I've actually gained a greater sense of control over my feelings. And I want this for everyone. It's so attainable. Everyone deserves freedom from the prison of emotions. We all deserve to be able to tap into joy at any moment. And the ability to tap into joy at any moment is a direct result of feeling and letting go. First stop, what are emotions? If you Google this question, you will find various and very different answers. The best way for me to describe it, and this is how I understand emotions, is that they are physiological reactions to an experience. I believe emotions live in the body as a sensation. These sensations then produce and deepen experiences by creating narratives and thoughts around that given emotion. Basically, emotions are reactions to an experience. 
reactions that live in our bodies as sensations. This is, the sensations then drive and direct our thoughts. The very best example I can give of this is anxiety. Anxiety is an emotional state. It's felt in the body. If you have anxiety, you know this very well. It's a very visceral experience. Our heart rates increase, our palms sweat, our breathing is shallowed. This anxious sensation creates thoughts that loop and define all of our given fears and all of, those situa- all of the ways a situation may go wrong. This is important because many of us have been taught that if we can change our thoughts, we will change the way we feel, aka by changing our anxious thoughts, we will change our anxious feelings. False. The truth is we have to change our emotional state in order to change our thoughts. In order to become less anxious, we must shift from an anxious state into a raised state of awareness. The traditional teaching, the one that we are all, the one we all know, it's backwards. Researchers researchers do know one thing for a fact, though, that our emotions are mechanisms employed to ensure our survival in some capacity. While we aren't fighting off wild animals, we are constantly fighting, fearing, and craving security. Every single desire we have, if we really put a microscope to it, is actually to attain a certain high vibrational feeling, which more often than not is the feeling of security, which is equivalent to the emotion of peace. In Appendix A of Letting Go, Dr. Hawkins shares a, an illustration that is called the Map of Consciousness. I've attached a link to the show notes for you to reference while listening if you want. This map is exactly what it sounds like, a linear map of this not-so-linear terrain. Basically, he shares a scale of the energy levels, aka the emotions, from 0 to 1,000, which delineates destructive levels of consciousness starting at shame, which is a number... Basically, he shares a scale of the energy levels, aka the emotions, from 0 to 1,000, which he delineates as destructive levels of consciousness starting at shame, which is number 20, ranging all the way to 200, which is courage, which is the transitional point from negative to positive, all the way up to 1,000. From 200 up, the levels of consciousness or emotions are life supportive. This means that the emotions above the level of 200 are strengthening to our mind, body, and spirit. Anything below 200 weakens us. And this is proven experientially through our bodies. Anything below 200 is weakening to our mind, bodies, and spirits. This is proven experientially in his research. When we live in a state of low vibration, we literally manifest illness and begin to deteriorate. In his book, the emotions are broken down even further. There's peace, joy, love, acceptance, neutrality, pride, anger, fear, grief, apathy, guilt, and shame at the bottom. This isn't a complete list, only I wanted to give you an example to understand the ranges of the scale. And there are numbers associated with each of these emotions. 
this is helpful because by by this is helpful in identifying our emotions and making note of whether or not they are strengthening or weakening us what's even more fascinating is that as we let go of negative emotions there is a continuous movement up the scale to courage and then beyond the quickest way to move up the scale by being is by being courageous and telling ourselves and others the truth about what we are experiencing and feeling Basically, it's by being courageous and acknowledging the fact that there is an emotion or feeling present. What really gets me is that these energy levels on the scale are also associated with the energy centers of the body. So the chakras, if, if you're familiar with the chakras, that's a whole other whirlwind of topics. And I plan to do an entire series on the chakras, but basically the chakras are the centers or channels where Kundalini energy flows through us once it's awakened at the base level, which is courage at 200. It's genuinely insane to me and very validating how in interconnected all of this is which is another reason I get all revved up because every time I open a book or read something or dive into this research, not only do I learn something new, but I'm able to connect it to something I've previously learned, which is just wonderful. The energy systems in our body, which are the same as the emotional systems, have a direct impact on our body, as I said. I believe emotions are physiological. And as we release lower vibrational emotions and embrace the higher vibrational energy, the energy within the seven chakras is released through our meridians, which are associated with organs. An example from the book is depression, despair, and melancholy being associated with the liver. And when we have these lower vibrational emotions trapped in our liver, we start developing illnesses within our liver. And this, again, ties into an entirely other whirlwind of trapped emotions and their effect and how they tie into disease, which is disease in the body. Lower emotions are limitations and they are shackles. And as we move up the scale into higher emotions, we move into heightened states of being. But this process requires us to surrender to the negative emotions we, I mean, it's, it's part of this process, the, the surrender, identifying, and letting them go. But before diving too deep into surrender, it's important to understand how most of us are conditioned to handle the negative feelings, which is typically in one of three ways defined by David Hawkins. The most common way we are taught to deal with our emotions is suppression and repression which is basically us pushing feelings down and pushing them aside. Suppression is the conscious denial of feelings while repression is unconscious. The residue of suppression often looks like irritability, mood swings, tension in the muscles of the neck and back, indigestion, insomnia, allergies, and other somatic conditions. On the other hand, repression is usually a result of guilt and fear over a feeling, which causes us to unconsciously bury it. Then our bodies and minds do everything possible to keep this emotion repressed, which this usually results in denial and projection. 
denial results in emotional and maturational blocks while projection then is thrust outwardly. And this is when we play victim and blame and the projection is a major cause of social destruction in our current world. It produces violence and aggression. Two, the second most common way we are conditioned to handle our emotions is expression. And while expression sounds like a positive way of dealing with our emotions, it isn't a complete full circle way of releasing. So when we express, the emotion is vented, verbalized, or expressed, and body language and acted out in group demonstrations. This is typically how we externally process and, and talk about something and like and how we talk about something until we're blue in the face. That's us externally processing a negative emotion or experience, which allows some release, but it's just enough of a release of this inner pressure that there's still remnants of the emotion that is stored in our body and suppressed. Expression of a feeling only exacerbates the energy, then it buries, then it buries the rest. The better alternative suggested in the book is to take responsibility for our emotion, neutralize it, and as a result, only positive feelings are left to be expressed. And it is safe and healthy to express our healthy emotions. Finally, the third way we are taught to handle our emotions is escapism which is the avoidance of feelings through distraction. Avoidance is the backbone of addiction, which is just using something external to extract oneself from feeling and releasing an emotion. This route is typically chosen by people who are desperate to remain unconscious. The results of escapism are a loss of creativity, energy, and genuine interest in others. Spiritual growth stops and illness, both physically and emotionally, is developed. And the ultimate landing place of escapism is self-hatred and emotional isolation. And all of these three tactics are things, are ways that our society has conditioned us to deal with the very real sensations and experiences that occur in our bodies. A lot of this is a result, a lot, or a lot of these ways of handling our emotions is a, re- a direct result of guilt and shame. Now, outside of suppression and repression and expression and escapism lives the goal and how we can ultimately find relief from negative emotions, which is surrender. If you're new to the process, the, pro- the book suggests to sit with yourself and first start exploring your internal state. Become acquainted with yourself. Observe the feelings without any intention to move them out of you. Literally just sit, see what comes up. See where there might be burning or heat or cold within your body. 
when you become acquainted, you'll start to witness the relationship between your emotions and, and your thoughts. Then you can begin to experiment with surrender. I think it's important to note that it's really critical to remain patient and open. This is this is such a simple process, but sitting with ourselves as easy as it sounds can be a challenge. It's very vulnerable and it takes courage. Surrender is a state of freedom from negative emotions and this freedom makes space for miracles and creation to manifest. But how do we get to a surrendered state? Well, that takes us back to the very beginning of this episode. That's the point of this entire conversation. Surrender is a result of being aware of an emotion, allowing it to come up, staying with it, and letting it run its course without trying to control or do anything differently. I know it sounds too easy, but healing isn't supposed to be hard. Healing is supposed to be an intuitive and internal process that really just calls us inward. I believe external resources and tools help and guide us along the way and they support this journey, but ultimately the journey to healing and release and letting go and freedom and peace, this, these, these things are a result of going inward and sitting and staying inward. And that's it. I mean, I thought this was going to take a lot more time and be a lot more complicated, but it really is a simple process and practice that just requires an open heart and dedication. This is so life-changing and so magnificent and the opportunities really are endless. And what's interesting is when you start doing this work, everything else in your life shifts. Like I said, I I read a ton of books, a ton of research. I am constantly trying new modalities for healing. I do it all. The most interesting part of all of this is how interconnected it all is. So starting here, starting at the foundation, which is within you, your emotions, your thoughts, your experience, your internal world, starting here is going to trickle down, trickle out, and affect every other aspect of your life. All it requires is simple dedication and consistency on your part, which is hard and vulnerable and scary, and it's much easier to repress, suppress, and escape and to pour ourselves into things and actions and hobbies that don't serve our ultimate healing, it's so much easier to do those things. But if you are on this path and you are ready for freedom and you are ready for healing and you are ready to commit to yourself, this is the first step. And I hope you take it. I hope you order this book. Uh, Like I said, there will be a link in the show notes for this. If you have any questions or would like to further explore this technique or anything I discuss on this podcast ever, reach out to me on Instagram at Salam Podcast, S-A-L-A-A-M Podcast, and send me a DM. Let's talk. Let's create conversations. Let's like, this is a community and I want it to expand. I want us to work together.
I'm excited for this. I'm super excited to share this with you all. And I can't wait to dive into the very next couple of episodes. I have some really, really yummy things coming and I'm so excited to share them. Until next time, all my love. Salam. <laughs>